Llegaron los Propane Days a Lowe's. Desde ahora hasta el 16 de junio, los miembros MVPs de Lowe's reciben un 20% de reembolso en pintura con una tarjeta de regalo electrónica de Lowe's por compras de pinturas elegibles de 100 dólares o más. Lleva la nueva y exclusiva pintura HGTV Home de Sherwin-Williams Specride para interiores. Lowe's sabe de pros. Aplican exclusiones, restricciones y más términos. Visita Lowe's.com diagonal L diagonal Pro Loyalty Terms. Sujeto a cambios. Now that we know the Pittsburgh Steelers schedule, what's the toughest part of that schedule? What are the more beneficial parts of that schedule? We'll break down all of that here on the North Shore Drive podcast in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. And Rookie Camp starts this weekend, our first look at this rookie class that we're, we've been so excited to see. All that breaking break it down on the Friday episode. I'm your host, Chris Carter, joined today by Brian Batko. It's going to be a fun episode. Let's get into it. You are now listening to the North Shore Drive podcast. A show on all things Pittsburgh sports from the writers of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Hosted by Christopher Carter. Hello and welcome to the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm your host, Chris Carter. As always, we bring our show Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can find us on your favorite podcasting app and especially on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed it on YouTube. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to all your, da- your daily co- content from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. You can also find us at post-gazette.com or you can also subscribe to the Post-Gazette to get all of our great content every single day. We're also joined today, Brian Batko, one of our Steam Steelers beat writers, doing all three segments on the Steelers with a schedule release and rookie camp. Ryan, the schedule has been released. We can finally stop speculating as far as when people need to make their travel plans, where you'll be going to. All right. I'm going to put the schedule on, on the screen here for, for fans to be able to see. Nice. And, and this way it'll be easy to kind of for us to kind of talk through as well. So if you're watching any on YouTube, uh, you know, you, you're going to if you're listening on audio, bear with us. The first home opener since 2014 when they when they played the Browns. Uh, it feels like you know it's it's a Christmas miracle for Steelers fans who've been begging for this for so long. I mean, we were getting close to a decade of the Steelers not opening in their own stadium before a season. Yeah, it's convenient that the Pirates are going to be on the road that day, that weekend. So it finally lines up. I've tried to look into that in the past, Chris, in terms of why this keeps happening, and just kind of got the runaround from everybody. You know, NFL says. Got to talk to Major League Baseball. <laughs> so, uh, but they finally worked it out. And yeah, I mean, I, I'm i always one who doesn't, like from a fan perspective, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily mind if the season opener is at home because then I think it's kind of, it's a win-win. Like if it's on the road, you're still pumped because it's the first game of the season for your team that matters. But uh, then you kind of get to double back again for your home opener. Uh, mm-hmm. This obviously just adds some extra juice with the Niners coming here and, not that they're a rival of the Steelers or anything, but um, you know it's not like you need any extra motivation for when you play the Browns or the Ravens or the Bengals. In this case, uh, it could also be beneficial to the Steelers because if you haven't been following the Niners this offseason, they've got a lot of doubt at quarterback after the way that Brock Purdy broke out for them last year as a rookie, Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. Uh, his elbow blew up in that divisional game against the Eagles and Trey Lance was already injured, which is the whole reason Purdy was in there in the first place. Um, and they acquired Sam Darnold <laughs> this offseason. Uh, I guess on one hand, you feel pretty good about that mishmash of whoever's in there uh, and whoever it might be. Uh, it could be somebody rusty trying to come back from an injury, a serious one. On the other hand, you figure it's Kyle Shanahan. 
he could have Chris Carter at quarterback and they'll find a way to score points. All I do is score touchdowns. I'm at the um, Vikings, Chris Carter. <laughs> exactly. But no, but I mean, they were also the number one defense in both points and yards last year. And now that defense has Javon Hargrave also working. Yeah, in the won't, won't of it. be an easy start for uh, for Kenneth Shane Pickett. I know that much. He will certainly get a highlight. But let's let's focus on some of the tougher parts of this schedule. I'm going to pull it back up here to look at. Uh, whoops. Uh, Brian, what is the toughest part of this schedule right now? You look at those last three games, but you also got back-to-back road games in the middle of the season against divisional opponents. Which one do you see as a more scarier part of the schedule for the Steelers to run into? I think it's those last three. I mean, Cincinnati, it uh, doesn't matter if you play them at home or on the road. They're tough to beat. Seahawks, on the road at Seattle, not only are the Seahawks looking like a team on the rise in the NFC, thanks to the Geno Sance from Geno Smith, but, you know, you've got to go cross country uh, for a Sunday game on New Year's Eve. Um, you know, not that the holiday really matters to these players, but that's never an easy trip to make. And then you have to go on the road again in week 18 at Baltimore Always throw the record books out the window for that one, right? Yes, Noah Hiles. So, uh, um, so. why'd you even give him a shout out? No, no, I'm, I'm pulling the, I'm pulling the. Noah, if you're watching this, I hate you. This is ridiculous. He's been saying this for years. We've been buddies for a long time, but that's a stupid catchphrase. He always says it. It's like, it's like trying to take something that Jim Nance said and make it his own. Noah Hiles, you don't know that saying. Get out of here with that. Anyway, back to. I did it just to troll you, Chris. I knew you did. You did a great reaction. job. You triggered me, sir. <laughs> yes, you're triggered. But anyway, yeah, I think it's just that last. <laughs> That last three-game stretch is going to be a, a very tough way to end the season. We know that the Steelers, you know, they did their best work down the stretch a year ago, um, but that won't be as simple. And just at looking at the schedule overall, Chris, it is much more balanced than it was in yeah. 2022. And we kind of knew that that was likely because it's just not on paper. A lot could change. Teams we think will be good could be bad. Teams we think will be bad could be good. Um, but at least looking at it now on May 13th or whatever it is, uh, it doesn't seem like it's going to be as grueling overall. And certainly the way that it broke last year, you know, it was all the big guns for the most part up front and a pretty soft place to land after the off week. And, you know, to the Steelers credit, uh, they did get it into high gear after that buy. It won't be as simple doing that this year. Also, you know, it doesn't really help that you've got to buy pretty early in the season. I know that's that's not always something that uh, that players look forward to. Yeah, that's one thing else that I'm looking at. A week six bye much earlier this th- than last year where they got a yeah. smack dab in the middle of their season. That means after that week six bye, they're going to have 12 straight weeks of football. Yeah, I remember that's- a few years ago, the COVID season, you know, they, they were all they were all kind of complaining that, uh, you know, they got that weird, you know, it was only like half a bye essentially because of the postponement. Uh, mm-hmm. And that made it a, a very, very arduous uh, stretch run for them that year. Yeah. And one thing, though, you know, what will be interesting to see, though, Brent, because that year they were a much older football team, still had Ben Roethlisberger, still had Marquise Pouncey, still had David DeCastro, uh, a lot of the older guys that were kind of still hanging on to the roster that year. And you know, the thought was, you know, that a lot of the changes that they dealt with, not only the Titans game postponement and them kind of like moving their bye week to a week where they were already practicing as if it wasn't a bye week and basically eliminating it. But then also the Ravens game later in the season where they were supposed to play on Thursday, then Friday, then Saturday, then Sunday. They ended up playing on Tuesday and then then having to have a quick turnaround and then play their next game, uh, you know, on that on the next Sunday. Um, so that was an interesting year. This, of course, isn't that, but still, like you said, 12 weeks of football, a lot of things can happen there if, if 
if the wrong guys get injured or have bumps and bruises, there could be some really rough patches around there. And especially, again, I point back to those that week 11 and 12 games. They're on the road against the Browns, then they're on the road against the Bengals. You know, these are all teams. The AFC North looks like it could be a very competitive division yet again with Burrow, Lamar Jackson, and Deshaun Watson leading all the other three teams. And it might come down to a situation where every divisional game this year will be vital for the Steelers' playoff chances if they want to make it. Yeah, on on the flip side, I mean, they do, because of the two Thursday nighters in the second half of the season, they will have those mini buys. You know, you'll have the the 10 days rest or whatever it'll end up being, um, you know, depending on that Colts date. So, I mean, that's a slight reprieve, but I don't know that players and coaches look at it that way because it's kind of like you've got to do the short week thing to, to earn it on the front end. So it's more just balancing out uh, than than helping you as a makeshift, uh, you know, buy. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's not ideal, but look, the, the way the NFL is trending now, they want to play more football on more nights of the week. That's going to mean players getting short shrift sometimes. Uh, obviously, if it were up to them, you'd just play Sunday, 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 Sunday all the time, and you'd have that routine. Uh, but the NFL schedule always throws wrinkles at you. The Steelers aren't the only team who could have some gripes. I know that there are a lot of – probably every fan base out there let's be honest, Chris, is is complaining about something uh, now that the schedule's out because that's what fans do. So, um, I mean, the, the other part, you know, that we'll look at is, um, you know, later in the season, we'll, we'll talk about some of these teams that, uh, or early in the season, teams that the Steelers might be getting at a good time or potentially at a bad time uh, based on where they fall. Well, that's one thing. I'm glad you brought up the complaining part because personally, I feel for all the things that happened in this schedule and where things could have fallen, I think Steelers fans shouldn't have too many things to complain about. We'll talk about what I mean with that in a second here on the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. But first, we're going to talk to you guys about our friends at GameTime.co, the best place to go get tickets, even if it's at the last minute. If you download the GameTime app right on your phone, you can you can find out that it's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for any events, whether it's sports, music, comedy, or theater, anywhere near you. They, have, they give you killer deals on last-minute tickets, and they have their best price guarantee so that you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you're about to have at your event download the game time app today and it allows you to book tickets even up to the last minute and they find you several different deals that'll get you the opportunity to get the best ticket for your seats that works for your budget and they have exclusive flash deals for any event we're talking football basketball baseball concerts comedy every anything you can think of game time gives you opportunities to go to those types of events and the game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference in those prices snag the tickets without stress with game time download the game time app and then create an account and create an account and when you use code pitt pit you'll get twenty dollars off your first purchase of 150 dollars or more or you can just go to their website gametime.co and still use that code pitt pit for twenty dollars off for of a, of a purchase of 150 dollars or more download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Llegaron los Propane Days a Lowe's. Desde ahora hasta el 16 de junio, los miembros MVPs de Lowe's reciben un 20% de reembolso en pintura con una tarjeta de regalo electrónica de Lowe's por compras de pinturas elegibles de 100 dólares o más. Lleva la nueva y exclusiva pintura HGTV Home de Sherwin-Williams Specrite para interiores. Lowe's sabe de pros. Aplican exclusiones, restricciones y más términos. Visita Lowe's.com diagonal L diagonal Pro Loyalty Terms. Sujeto a cambios. 
Back here on the North Shore Drive podcast, Chris Carter with Brian Batko talking Steelers all, all throughout this show. Let's get back to this schedule talk here. And again, one of the things that I think really works out for the Steelers, you talked about those Thursday night football games. Yeah, sure. They get two. And this was the first year I think the Steelers uh, that the NFL was, was going to say that teams are going to have two Thursday night football games. But if you could have picked two opponents for Thursday night football, these teams that they're playing are on the list of like, well, if it had to be two, I don't think there's much to complain about these being the two. You get a home game against the Titans on in in, uh, in early November in week nine, a home game against the Patriots in, in week 14. Uh, I know the Patriots historically have had the Pittsburgh Steelers number and even beat them last year. But this is a Patriots team that I will be, I'll be very intrigued to see what kind of improvements they've made this year. Uh, Matt Jones, there was a lot of questions about his standing at the quarterback position with them. Um, and then also the Titans, you know, what's going to be happening with Ryan Tannehill? They drafted Malik Willis last year. Then they drafted Will Levis this year. How are they going to be, be looking? I think that if you were to ask, like they, they could have put the Steelers on the road and the Bengals, they could have made that the Raiders road game. They could have made that the Rams. They could have done a lot of different things that would have been, I think, you know, cause Steelers fans up in more of an uproar. And as far as a draw for getting two Thursday night football games and the fact that both games are, 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 you know, have uh, coming before them two home games, you get the Jaguars at home 1 PM the weekend before the Titans Thursday night game. And then the Cardinals at home 1 PM before the Patriots uh, Thursday night game. That's as smooth of a ride. I think you can ask for as for the Steelers uh, when you're looking at Thursday night football schedules. Yeah, I've never been one to really overanalyze who you play on the Thursday night games because to me, it's always, you know, you're on equal footing, right? Mm -hmm. Unless the, the other team is coming off a bye or something like that. And I don't believe the Titans or the Patriots are. I think they also are coming off home games for those. So the one benefit that you do have, as you said, Chris, is, you know, you're the Steelers, you get to play the midweek game at home. So, I mean, that's that's a little bit of a boost that you don't have to leave town or anything like that on the short mm -hmm. week. You can settle in and you know, get ready to scheme against Derrick Henry, get ready to match wits with Bill Belichick. So, you know, that's that's a, a plus for sure, uh, even though people don't really I think fans don't really love those Thursday night games. And I don't I don't blame you. It's kind of a pain to get down to Akershire Stadium, uh, you know, maybe after work or if you're trying to make a trip out of it from out of town. A lot easier to do so on a Sunday than a Thursday night, obviously. But uh, that's neither here nor there in terms of the competitive balance aspect of it um you know i look at this thing chris and, and in terms of where you know we talked about getting the niners week one probably a lot different than getting the niners in week 17 mm -hmm. um, getting the texans week four assuming cj stroud is starting for them i'd be shocked if anybody else is uh they're probably not going to be clicking on all cylinders four games into the season so that is uh is a potential bonus and you know on the flip side Cardinals in week 13 I don't know is Kyler Murray supposed to be back for that what have you like is there any clarity on his long-term injury I've heard some people speculate he could miss the entire season but I'd kind of be uh, maybe if they're two and ten by that point he would but that, I guess that's a game that uh, could be a return date for him yeah I mean that's gonna give him <clears throat> that's gonna give him time to at least make a chance at a recovery he certainly I mean yeah he, he had an ACL injury uh, in week 14 uh, last year. So uh, that's uh, that's a pretty late time of the year to get an ACL injury. Right. But, you know, the, it's one of those things where ACLs become 
are, are just they're they're different for everybody, right? Like you know, everyone's recovery process is different. Um, he could be, you know, he he could be back, you know, you know, closer to the start of the season. He could be back mid season. He could miss the whole season, like you said. It just depends on how 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 well he recovers from his injury. But week thirteen could be when he does get back. But because uh, I think the projection was eight to ten months for his. I want to see him uh, playing against Patrick Peterson. They've got a little. A little that bit of beef that flared up last season. Just, just a little bit with some <laughs> of the things that they've both said publicly about about each other. Um, that was uh, that certainly would be something there. Uh, but again, even playing the Cardinals, they've. They, how about this? The Steelers are playing a lot of young quarterbacks this year. Yeah. Uh, whoever they play with the Niners, whether it's Brock Purdy, if he's recovered from his elbow injury, or it's Trey Lance, uh, that's a young quarterback who hasn't started a full season. You get Sam Darnold is kind of a perpetually young quarterback in my mind for some reason. He could be yeah, 35 I mean, and he'll still seem young to me. Yeah, he just he does he never he he's not he's never got his footing in the NFL, so he's always a, a rookie like a rookie yeah. I guess the scene, the whole now. seeing ghosts uh, thing for him, it's kind of just like ah, you're a child forever now. Sorry, dude. <laughs> um, so we're talking we're talking about the the Niners there, and then uh, you get Deshaun Watson and Jimmy G uh, in the next two weeks, but then you get CJ. I will say this though, Chris, hold on out for the Raiders game. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I was joking about this on. Uh, Somebody I was talking to yesterday might have been our buddies on a uh, Steeler Nation radio, but Jimmy G, like his arm will probably fall off at some point, but it should stay attached <laughs> through the first three weeks. So from that perspective, it's not ideal. Um, but also that's their uh, that's their home opener. They're on the road yeah. the first two weeks. Uh, so they'll be at Allegiant Stadium and that place will probably be rocking. I mean, I guess if they're 0-2, maybe people will be down a little bit, but, uh, you know, prime time. They'll be showing off the stadium where the Steelers will be playing, of course, again in February for the Super Bowl. So um, you know, <laughs> that'll be <laughs> look at you. Hold on, I'm bringing down the schedule for that. We got we got to give you a fa- some FaceTime for that one. Brian Batko predicts the Steelers will be back in the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, it'll be a week three. Will be their first of two trips to Allegiant Stadium <laughs> in Las Vegas. Um, I'm being I'm saying this in jest, folks, but uh, <laughs> no, I mean I think the Raiders. The Raiders crowd will get up for that one, no doubt. But but also, I saw the tickets for that were going. Steelers crazy. fans will be there too. I should I should obviously mention that there there is a big Steelers presence out west, and I, I from what I understand, there's a big Steelers presence in Vegas. Uh, yeah. Lots of Steelers fans there, and, and from what we were hearing last night, tickets were already going crazy. The cheapest tickets, were, even in the bleacher seats, were like three hundred dollars. Uh, because people were going crazy buying them. So they'll be uh, able to make those Super Bowl upgrades just off the bucks <laughs> that come pouring in from Steelers fans and Raiders fans uh, jockeying for seats to that week three Sunday night game. I, I, I agree on that. But going back to some of the younger younger uh, aspects they're going to play this year, because it's not just quarterbacks, it's coaches. Yep. You got C.J. Stroud and Amigo Ryans with the uh, with the Houston Texans in week four. Um, then you get Trevor Lawrence, a, a third-year quarterback, but funny enough, like probably the, one of the older quarterbacks of the AFC of the AFC South right now. Um, you know, minus Trevor Ryan Lawrence versus Kenny Pickett. I'm looking forward to that duel, Chris. The AC, two uh, highest-drafted QBs of the two previous years. And, yes, the ACC connection as well absolutely then who knows what the titans will be in week nine will ryan Tannehill still be starting will will levis get the job or will malik willis just be just be thrown in there uh to deal with the fire they're they're gonna go get josh dobbs again to start that game against his old team on a short week gosh that would be that would be insane if josh dobbs was, was starting against the steelers for the titans but um then you flip to week 10 jordan love will be this is he's only made one start in his career so far i'm not a believer I'm not, a, not a believer. believer. No, 
listen, I believe in a thing called love, just not a person <laughs> called love. But uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm right with you there. So you have those, you have those games where you're talking about young quarterbacks, and then again, you got another rookie quarterback with a rookie coach in the Colts in Week 15. Now that Dayton Times is is one of those ultimate flex options that we won't get to see um, there as well. But another rookie coach with the Cardinals in Week 13. There's a lot of new that the Steelers are going to face this year, and that might be an advantage. Of course, it also might be a disadvantage if the team gets hot and they're they're kind of vibing, and there's not as as much tape on uh, those teams that are that are kind of establishing themselves this year. Do you see that as an advantage or a disadvantage for the for this young Steelers team that's also going to be figuring out a few things? In theory, the Colts should be playing good football by mid December. If if Anthony Richardson is everything he seems to be. I think he's going to be a really good NFL quarterback personally. Obviously it's going to depend on, you know, the Shane Steich and the new head coach, former Eagles OC working with him, developing him, getting the most out of him. Um, but if things are going well there, then yeah, the Colts are one of those teams who they should be a lot tougher to play in week 15 than they would be in say week four. Um, also selfishly, you know, not that I want to go to Indy in December. I mean, I, I you know, could we have put Vegas there instead but uh, you know maybe I'll get a chance to cross cross reference and go to a uh, Pacers game or maybe a Butler Bulldogs basketball game on on that trip that could be a nice little sightseeing endeavor for your uh, friendly neighborhood beat writer absolutely all right quick question last thing on the schedule before we, we switch to some rookie camp talk Brian what's your favorite road trip that you got lined up this year well I think out of all these cities I haven't been to all of them Vegas for me is tough to top. Big fan of uh, America's adult playground. Um, you know, Cincy, Baltimore, Cleveland, Indy, been there several times. I actually went to Seattle. Uh, that was a really fun place to be. I'm not a huge LA guy, and I've never been to Houston, so uh, mm. I'd, I'd probably give I'd probably give Vegas the uh, the nod here over everybody else. Okay, very cool, very cool. I've been to Vegas a lot. Uh, uh, crazy enough. I, I was even in Vegas like twice before I was of age, just from other trips that family and other things that lined up. Uh, but then I've been back as an adult, and I have to say it is it is uh, it is the adult playground of the of America. But yeah, Houston. Uh, I think the, was the last time they were in Houston, the Christmas Day game when uh, Vince Williams kind of laid down next to DeAndre Hopkins. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I've been on the beat since nineteen, and they have not uh, they have not played in Houston since then. I can tell you that much. They played at uh, at SoFi Stadium in LA two years ago against the Chargers. Um, so yeah, I, I have not been there either, uh, but I've heard good things about that stadium in general. Lots of things to lots of things to look forward to here on the schedule. We'll get to more about some of these matchups later in the year when we actually get closer to the matchups. But we got to talk about things that are relevant to the here and now, and that's rookie camp, which opens up today, Friday. We've got the roster for Steelers. And it continues Saturday, and there we go. We'll talk about that roster and things to look for right here on the North Shore Drive podcast. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Back here on the North Shore Drive podcast, I'm Chris Carter. He's Brian Batko. We're talking all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's talk some rookie camp here, Brian. And Let's do it. We'll get to the guys who maybe people don't know that we that, that we should keep an eye on uh, that that are, have also been invited to rookie camp from UDFA's to just you know invites that are that are, that are being brought in. There's but a quarterback. Talk- there's a there's a quarterback tryout player that I had not previously seen that is on this Ooh. roster, and he's got NFL experience. Okay, well we'll get Bryce to that. Perkins. 
Bryce Perkins. Okay. Yeah, right. I think he was with the Rams. I guess he he obviously didn't play enough that uh, he's allowed to be invited to a rookie tryout camp. But uh, that's that's a little bit of an intriguing name. He was electric in the ACC when I was covering Pitt. He was. That, that's uh, yeah, that, that's a that's, that's a way that's a while back. But uh, but yeah, that's interesting to see him being brought in there. But let's talk about some of the bigger uh bigger notes that we're looking for from rookie sure. camp now. One thing that's always emphasized, Mike Tomlin always says, it's football in shorts. Yeah. Doesn't it doesn't fully it doesn't emulate the full experience of what you're looking for and from football players. But something you brought up off camera before the show, especially with this group, because this draft class was all about physicality. Even Joey Porter Jr., the corner that they selected in the second round, is a more physical corner, and you're not going to see his best attributes until the pads go on and that he can play a little bit more live football. So. You know, Keanu Benton, Broderick Jones, Darnell Washington, Nick Herbig, a lot of those guys, they're not going to be able to show as much of what the upside that that they were brought in for over the next you know couple months here, even when OTAs and uh, for, uh, official minicamp get get started, get started for the Steelers. But I, I do think it'll be interesting to see how these guys are uh, you know receive are received by the Steelers, how they how they feel that reception. Joey Porter Jr., of course, having a bit of a homecoming. How will that be impacted? But then also, you know, we've talked about how, like, last year, Kenny Pickett and George Pickens kind of hit it off well. You got Broderick Jones and Darnell Washington coming at the same time, obvious buddies who've made it very public about how, how cool they are as friends and, and former team and former teammates who are now going to stay teammates. Um, what, what are the biggest things you're looking for to hear and just ask questions about to players when you see them this weekend? Yeah, I mean, you, you always want to see the skill guys move around in this setting, right? Like, I, I think that in, in certain skill guys, I think back to last year and Jalen Warren was in rookie minicamp, did not stand out to me whatsoever. But as we came to learn in training camp, dude was all about physicality. I mean, when, when the pads were popping and he was putting his head down and actually trying to run people over, then his value presented itself. So this isn't really the, the football and shorts environment is not where everybody shines, but uh, you know, it'll, it'll be good to see a guy like Joey Porter Jr. in some of those coverage drills. I mean, somebody who the, the knocks on him as few as they were, were uh, some of the change of direction, ball skills, things of that nature. I want to see Darnell Washington, see how fluid he is moving as a route runner and tight end. I mean, he's another that, you know, the, the main, uh, you know, thing that he's going to provide is going to be his blocking. Um, and that's not going to be on display in, in this setting. But I uh, just want to see him kind of running around catching passes. And, uh, you know, maybe you'll get a little bit of a glimpse of what kind of pass catcher he could be at the NFL level since Georgia really didn't use him uh, that way. And it's not on the tape as as much as you would want. So those are two for sure. And I'm going to be looking at the quarterbacks. I mean, you have to not only uh, because it's the most important position on the field, but the Steelers holding essentially competition for the number three guy but behind Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky. Uh, we've seen in the past how, that can be, uh, you know, a more significant spot than you think. I mean, mm -hmm. they missed the game last year. Mason Rudolph was a snap away. Of course, you go back to 2019, the most famous example, they got all the way down to a player who tried out at rookie camp. And then he yep. was starting a bunch of games in Devlin Hodges, now on the red carpet at the AMC Awards with girlfriend Lainey Wilson. Um, so that that is a man to aspire to for everybody here in rookie minicamp on the South side this weekend, Tanner Morgan, the undrafted free agent, they signed out of Minnesota and now a couple other names, uh, this Bryce Perkins, who's more of a veteran and another guy, Hunter Johnson, who uh, didn't even, I don't even think he was the backup last year at Clemson, but he was a big time recruit once upon a time 
had a stint at Northwestern. He's the only other QB who will be here slinging this weekend. Yeah, we'll, we'll we will see because ultimately I could I could even see the Steelers go through all these guys. All these yeah, it could be none of them. And, and then the, the training camp, they just they hire some veteran who's just still out there. Uh, who's who's uh, who knows? Is Josh Dobbs still available? Maybe he's the guy that they that, that they bring back as their third option. But going going back to, to some of these points here, one thing I think it's going to be interesting: how well does Darnell Washington move? You talked about how well he catches. You know that knee injury that supposedly made him drop uh, from you know some people speculating him as a first round pick to being a late third round pick. That's going to be really interesting if he's if he's well and good and he's moving around. It's going to make me wonder what the heck happened uh, to make him fall as far as he did that people bought into uh, that the Steelers didn't. And that was that's going to be an interesting question here. I, I also think it's going to be interesting. Joey Porter Jr. What's he going to be like, you know, when, when he, now that he's going to have the reporters around him now, he's going to be back where he watched his dad practice and get ready. How does he kind of and like, of course, day one is one step. It's just the first step of that. But as the as we get to see throughout the year, uh, I think there's a lot of questions. How does he handle the nepotism and the the obvious connections that are there? Does he get a little too comfortable? Does he take it on right? We we I, you know we've talked about that on the show, but today will be the first chance for us to get to see how he handles it. My prediction is he's going to have a presence about him, and and he'll stand out even if you didn't know the story. I think if you were just there watching, he will look, act, move around differently than these other guys because of that comfort and familiarity. I mean, he'll have a swagger to him today, I think. Um, and, you know, he's been around for so long. I'm sure it's going to be surreal experience for him. I know he posted a photo on Instagram Thursday night of his jersey hanging up in his locker with the caption, you know, it's real. So uh, it is real now for Joey Porter Jr. and all of these guys. But uh, it'll it'll be fun. Um, you know, it's, it's nothing that we're going to draw huge conclusions from. Again, you know, I'm sure Mike Tomlin will say this tomorrow, too, when he wraps it all up. Uh, it's football in shorts. There's no reason to hype anybody up or get too down on anybody. Uh, it's just a getting to know introduction type process for the coaches and the rookies. And obviously uh, a slew of bodies in here to uh, try to make a good impression, try to get signed as a tryout player. The Steelers usually do uh, two or three of those moves every year, although it might be a little tougher this year because that offseason roster built by Omar Khan and Andy Weidel is so deep with veteran experience and talent. Uh, 2023 will be a tougher than usual year for one of these feel good stories to crack the team. Absolutely. We'll see how all this plays out. He's Brian Batko. Our, our, our team of Steelers writers will be at rookie camp uh, here. Ray, you and Rafe Depot will be there. I think Jerry's uh, on vacation, but we'll have. And I won't be there tomorrow. Ray will be holding down the fort. Okay. Okay. So. Well, well, that that'll be interesting to see. But either way, we'll have all the reactions and all the takes coming out of Ricky Camp uh, coming on for the Monday episode of the North Shore Drive podcast. We'll also get some Bucko talk. They have an important series against the Orioles. Can they bounce back against one of the better teams in baseball right now in Baltimore? It's going to be an interesting show, show there. All that and more on, on next week's North Shore Drive podcast. We'll be back Monday again. Thanks for checking us out here. Uh, from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. You can find us again Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and all the daily content that comes out from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette right here on your favorite you on your YouTube channel as well as on all our podcasting apps. So check us out there. See you guys Monday. We'll be back here right after, right after Ricky Camp. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the North Shore Drive podcast of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. If you're watching this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our YouTube channel. For six months of digital access to post-gazette.com for just $6, click the link down below in the description. Thank you. 
Llegaron los Pro Paint Days a Lowe's. Desde ahora hasta el 16 de junio, los miembros MVPs de Lowe's reciben un 20% de reembolso en pintura con una tarjeta de regalo electrónica de Lowe's por compras de pinturas elegibles de 100 dólares o más. Lleva la nueva y exclusiva pintura HGTV Home de Sherwin-Williams Specride para interiores. Lowe's sabe de pros. Aplican exclusiones, restricciones y más términos. Visita Lowe's.com diagonal L diagonal Pro Loyalty Terms. Sujeto a cambios. 